So we'll be in Joshua chapter 9 this morning. But as we see that these folks came up with some excuses of why they should go into covenant with Israel, we thought we'd give you some excuses to help you get ready for the things that might come across for you in the next next number of weeks. We know the holidays are coming up and some of your husbands are going to be asked some things to do. So when your wife comes and asks you to help with the decorations, you can go over to John chapter 2 and verse 4 and read that to her. Dear woman, why do you involve me? <laughs> when people ask you why you haven't given them anything, you can go over to Matthew 6 and verse 32. The pagans run after these things. In 1 Corinthians 14.1, it says, Follow the way of, of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. But you don't like something that is served? You can go over to Job chapter 6 and verse 7. So if you come into the Thanksgiving holiday, somebody puts cranberry sauce in front of you. I refuse to touch it. Such food makes me ill. When you want the last piece of dessert that someone else has taken... Luke chapter 3 and verse 11. The man with two tunics should share with him who has none. And the one who has food should do the same. And ladies, when all the men are sitting around doing nothing but watching football, you can quote Proverbs 6 and verse 9. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? <laughs> and finally, for all you who have guests who just don't seem to want to leave, 1 Samuel 29 and verse 10. Now, get up early along with your master servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as it is light. Well, it's good that the Word gives us some help in these areas. Last week we were looking at Joshua chapter 1 and Joshua chapter 7. The command he was given in Joshua chapter 1, we'll just review this in case any of you weren't here. He said, Be strong, and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. He also said, be strong and of good courage. Repeated that three times we saw. Then he said, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So the command for Joshua was, be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, wherever we determine men anywhere, right? And it just mean, mean on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wherever you go, God goes there. But then they came upon a defeat at Ai. It's easy to believe to be strong and be of good courage when you're at Jericho and the walls fall down. It's easy to believe be strong and of good courage when you're in front of the Jordan and the Jordan parts. But when you get to Ai and you lose 36 men out of 3,000, and you run away in defeat. It gets harder. Understand that God is not behind everything that happens. Everything that happens in this world does not mean that God ordained it, that God desired it, that God wanted it. A whole lot of folks out there, especially in the Christian circles, world, I don't expect anything better of them, but the Christians I expect better of. are out there, whatever happens, whatever happens in their life, whatever happens in our country, Whatever happens in the world. Well, I guess God had a reason for it. God did not have a reason for everything that happened in this world. He does not have a reason for everything that happened in the past. There are things that happened in the Word of God that God said, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't like that. 
But people did things. Why does Israel have a king? Is it because God said, I desired Israel to have a king? God said, I don't desire them to have a king, but they have decided they wanted one. So they have a king. Go ahead and give it to them. Just warn them what will happen. Did God desire Israel to wander around the desert for 40 years? Why'd that happen? Because people decided to be disobedient, not do what they were supposed to do. So that didn't go on. Did God decide that Saul was only going to be king for one generation? God desired to make him a king for many generations. But what happened? Saul made some decisions. Did some things that weren't so good. Should we go on? Did God desire that Adam and Eve not stay in the garden? Why did they leave the garden? But God must have had some purpose for it. Right? God had some purpose for Adam and Eve falling into sin. <laughs> no. I mean, you got Christian folks out there, they get in a car wreck. God had some purpose for me getting in a car wreck. Stop it. Stop blaming God for these things. The Word of God says that everything you don't like came from God, right? Isn't that what it says? What's it say? Every average and mediocre gift comes from the Father above, right? Every good and perfect gift. If it isn't good and it isn't perfect, guess where it came from? Not from God. Now understand not everything comes from Satan either. Some things you just drummed up on your own. (laughs) Sure, you can drum up things on your own. You can make a mess out of something. You can walk in tomorrow and quit your job. Did God do that? Did Satan do that? Who did it? There's some messes, folks, we just make ourselves. God didn't ordain it. God didn't want it. So just understand, you can make a mess yourself. Satan can put you in one and all kinds of stuff like that. But God desires good things for you. Even when we mess up, God will steer it around. Isn't it great that even though Israel wanted to mess up and have a king, God said, all right, well, I'll get a David out of it. But David was never in the original plan. Doesn't that shock you? As much as God ordained or put His plan around David, that David was never in the original plan. He's plan B. Actually, plan C. Saul was plan B. And then plan C, you got Saul or David in there. So, don't blame God for all the stuff. God is not behind everything that happens. Is Joshua being faithful to what God commanded him? No, he's facing problems. He's got a, he's got a roadblock. And the Word of God, in the command he had, he said, do not turn to the right or to the left. And in that exhortation, he was not talking about Joshua being distracted. He was talking about Joshua being, come on, strong and courageous, which meant something is in the road that would cause him to be fearful and weak. And he would go to the right or the left because he's not strong enough to go straight ahead or too afraid to go straight ahead. That's that's what the exhortation was. So the right or the left is not being distracted. It is fear and weakness that would cause him to turn. And he faces Ai. What does he now see himself? As too weak to overcome the obstacles and he's afraid of going forward. So what are they doing? They are getting ready to turn to the right or to the left. They are preparing to turn to the right hand or to the left hand because they are afraid of going straight. But God said, be strong and very courageous. Do not turn to the right or to the left. 
Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. He's already fallen into fear. He's already fallen into dismay. And he gets over there and he starts praying before God and belly aching and talking to God about how he's left them and how, why in the world did he do all this and bring them out here? And God says, I feel bad for you, Joshua. I didn't expect that you would have to go through such hard times. What was he say? Get up! What are you doing on your face? What are you doing on the ground? There are sometimes, folks, it's not time to pray. It's time to get up and do some action. That's what they needed to do. Get up. Get involved. Do what God has called you to do. Now, we gave you some, some verses if you looked at the front of your bulletin. I know it's pretty tough to get some of you to look inside your bulletin, let alone the front. <laughs> yes, sir. Some people look at the inside. For the five or six people who do, that's why we make all these. But on the, <laughs> on the front bulletin, you notice that there's a verse. Be strong and, and courageous. Who said that? That was David. That's an exhortation that David gave to his son Solomon. He not only says it in 1 Chronicles 28.20 that you have in your bulletin there, he says it in 1 Chronicles 22.13. Then you will prosper if you take care. I will fulfill the statutes and judgments for which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and a good courage. There he's quoting to Solomon what was said to Moses. Over in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 and 7, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. What does that sound like? Doesn't that sound like Joshua? Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage. For you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to His fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. Further on down in verse 23, Then He inaugurated Joshua the son of Nun and said, Be strong and of good courage, for you shall bring the children of Israel into the land of which I swore to them, and I will be with you. So Joshua got it from Moses. Moses got it from God. Joshua, Moses delivers it to, to Joshua. Moses gives it to Joshua again, and then God gives it to Joshua again. Do you think... God's trying to get a point across to Joshua. If you were to summarize Joshua's command, what would you, or Joshua's life, his life purpose, what would you say that it is? Be strong and of good courage. Or be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. That's his summary. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a summary of that, like that for your life? But it didn't help him. He faced the AI and what happened? Now we looked at... Uh, Joshua chapter 1, didn't read Joshua chapter 10, verse 25, but that says, Then Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus the Lord your God will do to all your enemies who fight. So now, in Joshua chapter 9, we're going to get into, this was back in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7, or chapter 1 and chapter 7, where he became fearful. But here, chapter 9 and 10, now he begins to exhort the rest of the people, Be strong and of good courage. So Moses got the command. Moses passed the command on to Joshua. Joshua got the command from God. Joshua gives it to his folks, to Israel. David gives it the command to Solomon. Do you think this command has more to do than just for Joshua? In 2 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 12, Joab says this to Abishai, his brother. Be of good courage and let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in His sight. 
That same thing is repeated over in 1 Chronicles 19 and verse 13. So Joab, he takes and picks up on this and he commands his brother, be strong and of good courage. And yet we're out there all the time. How many times can you classify your life as being weak and afraid? Facing hard times in an economy. What's it, what's it do to you inside? Fear and weakness. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm afraid that this isn't going to go on. Oh, what if this happens? Don't be like Joshua who showed up and was afraid and prayed out of fear. Pray out of faith. whole lot better. whole lot better to go that way. In Second Chronicles chapter 32 and verse 7, Hezekiah says to his military leaders, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria. Boy, can we find a theme with this, huh? People keep passing this command down. This is a good one to pass down. This is a good one from the, from the Word of God to hang on to. But what do we do when we face problems? How many of you have faced problems before and you begin to become weak? You begin to become afraid? How many of you have spent time on your bed at night laying there praying to God, whimpering, wondering what in the world did I do? How did I mess this up? Why did God bring this on me? Why is the devil coming after me? Whatever it is that you're looking at. Well, you're not alone. The writer of the Peanuts cartoon wrote one for Charlie Brown. Picture of Charlie Brown laying there on his bed. He's awake at nighttime. And you see him asking the question, Where have I gone wrong? And a voice comes to him from outside. He says, Every time he, he thinks this on his bed, he says, Every time I think that on my bed, a voice comes to me and says, this is going to take more than one night. How many of you think it's going to take more than one night for God to tell you all the things you did wrong and all the places that you messed up and all the things that you have a problem with? No, come on. How long did it take for Joshua to, tr- to straighten out and get things right for AI? They got it right in a day, went back on in there, marched in, took over them. People have messed up before in the Word of God. Messed up big. But they come before God, they get it right, and they go on in strength and in courage. Don't think it's going to take forever. You can get it right. Let's pick up in Joshua chapter 9 and verse 1. Now that we caught you up, if you want to get caught up more, there are CDs over there on the table. And it came to pass when all the kings were on this side of the Jordan in the hills and in the lowland, And in all the coasts of the great sea toward Lebanon, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite heard about it, that they gathered together to fight with Joshua and Israel with one accord. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard that Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they worked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors, and they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wineskins torn and mended, old and patched sandals on their feet and old garments on themselves. And all the bread of their provisions was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua to the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now therefore make a covenant with us. Then the men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you dwell among us. So how can we make a covenant with you? But they said to Joshua, We are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you and where do you come from? So they said to him, From a very far country, your servants have come because the name of the Lord your God 
For we have heard of his fame and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the two kings and the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who was at Ashtoreth. Therefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us, saying, Take provisions with you for the journey and go to meet them and say to them, We are your servants. Now, therefore, make a covenant with us. The bread of ours we took hot for our provisions from our houses on the day we departed to come to you. But now look, it is dry and moldy. And these wineskins which we filled were new. And see, they are torn. And these are garments and our sandals have become old because of the very long journey. Then the men of Israel took some of the provisions, but they did not ask the counsel of the Lord. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregations congregations swore to them. Things are not always as they appear, are they? They put this together pretty quick, but I'm sure they went through the land and they said, who's got some moldy bread? Who's got some old wineskins? And they gathered things up, put all these things together so they could get this expedition on. And they didn't go very far, but they got it so that it looked like it. Just because people present something to be truth doesn't mean that it is truth. You've got to be careful. Things are not always as they appear. Haven't people tried to be deceptive to you at work? Haven't people tried to be deceptive of you and your family? Neighbors? Have they not tried to be deceptive with you and say certain things? Sure, they've been... They've been out there. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test